Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. And whoo boy, do we have a disturbing topic today. On this podcast, I research a lot of things that are uh, on the margins of society, are a little bit odd, and I approach most things with zero judgment. That's kind of my bag in life. I live a relatively vanilla life, as you may have figured out. I work out, I eat healthy, I play with little dogs, and I make art. Like, I don't go to sex clubs, I'm not busting it open in alleyways or anything like that, but I I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people who do that sort of stuff and I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, somebody's got to get wild. Tell me the deets. And I have zero judgment and I think that's why people feel comfortable. Oh my God, am I going to burp on air? Okay, I, I covered it. Because you can suppress a burp. And if someone would like to explain that to my significant other, that he doesn't need to go around roaring like a junkyard dog every time he burps... That'd be great. He doesn't believe me. Um, anyways, so I am a pretty much a zero judgment person, but every so often I do an episode on something where I it makes me feel yucky. Uh, the episode about bug chasing, which go back, listen to that. Speaking of my significant other, he's my co-host on that one. Um that was really disturbing. Researching, watching documentaries about bug chasers. I was unsettled by all of that, and this was another topic that I feel unsettled by, and now (laughs) I am going to unsettle you. So today's show is about nullos, and that's N-U-L-L-O, but you can read the episode description so you know what I'm talking about. Um, I first learned about Nullos in a 2014 Gawker article, which I'll circle back around to, and it was very upsetting to me, so I had to tell everyone about it, Um, and now uh, I have this very successful podcast platform to tell all of you about it. So, Nullos, or they're also known as smoothies, It refers to an extreme body modification subculture made up mostly of men who have had their genitals and sometimes also their nipples surgically removed. Nullos are not necessarily transgender, but most identify as eunuchs. The term nullo is short for genital nullification. Though the procedure is mostly sought by men, there are women who also voluntarily have had their vagina stitched closed and clitoris removed. And maybe that will be a different episode about female nullos, because I didn't read anything about those. They reference them in the wiki definition, but I didn't read anything about that. It sounds like female genital mutilation, if you ask me, because in when they do, like, gross, female genital mutilation is horrible, and different cultures do it different ways, but in the most extreme form, they, I mean, they all remove the clitoris, but in the most extreme form, they sometimes will remove the labia, and they'll stitch the vagina, like, tighter, like, so tightly closed that, like, when women menstruate, it's really hard for the blood to get out. (sighs) It's fucking horrific. 
and I'm sorry if you can hear my congestion. I don't know what to do. I do not yet have Joe Rogan money, so I don't have a steam room in my recording compound yet. And Arizona is very dry and it'll fuck up your sinuses. Okay. So what these dudes do, it's like, in my interpretation, I think it's like a body dysmorphia because they perceive it as I don't want my penis. Sorry, I'm burping again. How horrific for you guys. Why are you listening to this? Um, so it's like they think this penis should not be here. It doesn't belong on my body. In the same way that someone might think um, these love handles don't belong here or this mole with all these hairs. Get it out of here. It's gross. Uh, that's how they feel about their wieners. And um, as you might guess, there aren't a lot of surgeons who are like, oh, cool. Yeah, you don't want your dick. I'll just cut that off because uh, things are changing. But historically for like transgender patients, there was a whole thing before you could get sex reassignment surgery. You'd have to go to therapy and counseling and get these like evaluations. You'd have to take at least six months of hormones and show breast growth. Like you would have to do this thing and then they would cut off your wiener. But like nullos see themselves as men. They're like, no, dude, I'm a dude. It's just like, I don't like my cock and balls. And they want to get those removed, but then they take supplemental testosterone because they're still dudes. They want testosterone uh, but they don't want their balls. And it's curious, isn't it? Um, obviously, like, I am a hippie. And I think if you can maintain your natural body that was given to you by your God-given body, um, you want to do that. And I'll say this because, like, I in my endometriosis journey where all my pelvic organs were stuck together with scar tissue, um, in addition to being unqualified to uh, excise endometriosis, all the surgeons out here wanted to take away my right ovary because they were like, uh, it's all stuck with scar tissue to your uterus and your bowel, so we're just going to take your ovary away. And yes, you can live with one ovary. However, uh, you are going to go into menopause earlier. You know, there's complications with that. Or that ovary can die. It can go into shock, whatever. And it was really important for me to maintain both of my ovaries and my natural hormonal functions rather than have that die and have to go on supplemental hormones, which you can talk to anyone who's taken birth control and the way it's changed the way their body feels and the way their brain feels, um, or anyone who's gone through menopause and it, it fucking changes you. You become, you, you, you think differently. And so anyways, I was like, no, bitch, I'm going to a good surgeon who can not only, you know, take take out all the endometriosis, but they I can actually keep my uterus and ovaries because, like, it's important to me to keep as much of my body as I can. <sighs> Am I too sentimental about my sex organs? Is that what it is? I'm too sentimental? I just couldn't possibly say goodbye to them. Um, but anyways, nullos are like, no, take the balls. I'll take supplemental testosterone. It's all cool. 
And um, that is interesting. But so yeah, they're not transgender. They're not going to go through the steps that it would take to get sex reassignment surgery because they aren't trying to be women. What they're trying to become is like smooth Ken dolls. They just, it's the dick is yucky. This one, like a lot of them were like, they're gay men. They have gay sex, but they're bottoms and they don't like their dick because it gets in the way. Curious, huh? Curious. And and I get it. Sometimes things get in the way. Like I have recently lost an extreme amount of weight because I'm trying to become Joe Rogan and all I do is work out. And um, my tits are like melted ice cream. And if I don't sleep with a bra, the, my nipple might roll into my armpit. You know what I mean? And it'll be like, oh, wow, that's I just rolled over on my own tit. Um, and that just is what it is. But you know what you do? You get a tight tank top or a sports bra and you go to bed and you hope you don't roll over on your nipple again. Um, and so, the, yeah, they're like, oh, my dick gets in the way. This one guy was like, oh, I had really big saggy balls and I was super insecure about it. And he tried to act like, okay, this is just who I am. I'm just a nullo. It's just who I am. It's a sexual orientation. It's who I was born with. But then he started telling these stories about he was a little guy with a big old hog and he had these huge nuts. And in sixth grade gym class in the shower, like some dude came up and pinched his balls and was like, what are you doing with those things, little guy? And this was like very traumatic for him. He couldn't process this. And um, and then he became older and he had a dick injury uh, in playing sports because like he – had a big old hog jammed into a cup and then there was like a pile up in football and the cup shattered and he needed some surgery to fix his dick, which he said caused like nerve problems. And so he's like, clearly medically, I needed to remove my penis because it hurt. Um, and he's like, I was very, I was always very uncomfortable with my dick and then it got hurt and there was nerve damage and it had to go. And that's how he explained it to his doctor. But then they go, well, before your injury, were you thinking that you didn't want to have a dick? And he's like, yeah, I was always uncomfortable with how big my dick was. And it's like he's talking about it like someone who's like, yeah, I had a big nose. I was always uncomfortable with it. So I needed a nose job. And I will just say as someone who finds big noses so attractive, keep your nose. Keep your nose because – People will act like, oh, that's a big nose. But also there are people out there who will be like, I love your big nose. You know, like a nice big Roman nose, a big Jew nose, fucking gorgeous. Let's stop, stop trying to edit our faces to all look like each other Um, because that is so fucking boring. It's so boring. This is maybe just me as an artist, but like, there are people who are on paper attractive. There, there's nothing offensive about their face. They're symmetrical. Everything's in proportion. But there's nothing interesting about it. There's no point of interest. There's no, there's nothing like that makes you go, oh, this is unique to them. And I find that boring. I'm trying to think of a Hollywood example, but it's pro- like all the Hollywood actors who look like that. I get confused. Like I can't tell them apart. Um, listen, I just learned that Jason Statham isn't a football player. So (laughs) what the fuck do I know? But 
I just think like this sort of idea that like anything that's different or outside of the norm, you need to like edit away. It creates really boring looking human beings. Um, and so, yeah, like just embrace each other's uniqueness and beauty. <sighs> Anyways, what am I talking about? Just hippie shit i'm just your auntie going you're beautiful show everyone your beautiful face also we've been wearing masks and haven't seen enough of faces for over a year now and it's very exciting the idea of seeing faces although some of them keep the mask on anyway uh so this dude is like yeah i never wanted this big old hog of mine i was so uncomfortable with it and uh i don't know that the solution to that problem is cutting your dick off to be honest like and this is where i go into controversial statements and then i get labeled a turf and it becomes a whole thing but let me say this Okay, this dude whose name is like Geldof or whatever, who's like, oh, yeah, I was never comfortable with my big dick. It needed to go. I think about it from my perspective as someone who is not like in my temperament. I'm not a hyper feminine person. I'm not coquettish. I'm not, you know, I'm not any of those things. I worked construction. I worked auto mechanics. Like I am just like, I've always been this kind of powerful individualist who's like a do-it-yourselfer um I've never like been like one to bat my eyelashes or any of that shit but I was I developed a very hyper feminine body that I was very uncomfortable with because it's like I I had this little waist and these big old tits and these wide hips and it just was like weird to me because it didn't seem to align with who I am. You know what I mean? Like what am I doing with this Kardashian body? And it caused like some issues really because like I don't I didn't want people looking at me that way. I didn't want to be catcalled, which it turns out it doesn't matter what you look like, you'll get catcalled. Um, you can look like Grimace from McDonald's and you're going to get catcalled. That just is what it is, uh, as a woman. But, um, the solution as someone who struggled with like body dysmorphia and an eating disorder for a long time, like the solution to me for, okay. Because the only time I ever felt like quote unquote comfortable in my body was when I had anorexia and I was living on 800 calories a day. And, um, I was so skinny, like my tits totally went away. I could wear like tank tops without a bra, like, and I finally, like it was a form that I was comfortable in, but like, that was not the solution to my discomfort in the body that I was given. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, well you're uncomfortable with your curves. So what you need to do is align your physical form with how your brain wants it to be. And in order to do that, you have to starve yourself to death. Um, that is incorrect, right? The answer was for me to learn how to accept the feminine form that I was given and to how to eat healthy food and exercise and view my body as this like gift that I've been given. Um, body stuff much? Um, so anyways, so like I think about that a lot because I have had experience with body dysmorphia and in my case, the solution wasn't changing my body to fit my mind. It was changing my mind to accept my physical form. And so in this instance, I would be like, if you think that you shouldn't have a dick, maybe some therapy to learn to accept the fact that you got a dick. 
You got a dick, you pee out of it, and guess what, bucko? You got a big old hog and some saggy ass balls, and that is what it is. And if you don't want them to get in the way, you got to wear some tight boxer briefs and hold those babies up. And that just is what it is. Because there's a lot of guys who have big old saggy balls. And guess what? They're not going to chop them off because it's inconvenient having saggy balls. Anyone can attest to the fact that it is inconvenient having tits. They are uncomfortable. Bras are expensive. Like, it's a thing. They draw attention. They help make you get objectified. The solution to dealing with tits isn't to cut them off. It's just like... Tits are what they are, you know, and then you learn, do I, do I press them down? Do I push them up? Do I do whatever? You know what I mean? You learn how to cope with your tits, um, unless they're causing you back problems and then girl get a reduction. I can't like, I cannot imagine. Um, so it's, yeah, it's weird to be like, I found this part of my body inconvenient, had to go. But that is what uh, nullos do. And it's weird. Like some of them are saying like, I always felt uncomfortable with my genitals. I never quite understood it until I found like a web form and I saw a picture of another nullo and I realized that's me. That's what I'm meant to be. And so it's interesting. Like if we lived in a pre-web world, would these guys have never learned about nullos and would they have not then become nullos? Do you understand? Do you understand? And am I being, is this me being an old person being like, you know, oh, they're jumping on the bag wagon, the cut off your dick bandwagon. And, or, and should I be going, oh, well, it, it helped them discover their true identity as a nullo and they could begin their journey to getting their dick cut off. Huh. Interesting. So, anyways, it's interesting. Um, okay, here's the thing about becoming a nullo because a lot of them, they'll do the balls first, the dick later. Um, as I said, there are not a lot of surgeons who will voluntarily perform this procedure, although the tide is turning. And apparently it's because these surgeons that do gender reassignment surgery, like they are successful urologists, so they know how to do this right. You have to reroute the urethra so it comes out where the base of the dick is so these people can pee sitting down. Like there is, you can't just cut a dick off. You got to make sure the pee can get out the right place. And then also, as I learned, I don't think that I knew this, is that like seminal fluid, like sperm come from the testes, but seminal fluid comes from the prostate. So nullos still ejaculate, but it like just comes out like in a wet flood. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm familiar with flooding my basement. Um, so, uh, so because they get their balls cut off and their testosterone drops, they have to take testosterone supplements or they get depressed because when you don't have any sex hormones, you will get depressed. Um, if you're a man and you want to naturally boost your testosterone, do some weightlifting. Um this one guy was like, oh, yeah, but if you lose your balls, you won't go bald because testosterone is what causes balding, which is why women, when they go through menopause, their hair often thins. Or like women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is caused by insulin resistance, um, they will experience hair loss. Um <clears throat> Uh, so, uh, also because these guys have had their dicks cut off and now they have a short urethra, they are more prone to UTIs, which am I right, ladies? Am I right? That short urethra life. 
Um, this one guy says uh, about the frequent UTIs. So I've got to be very careful and keep it clean. I can't get guys fingering me down there because it's the inside of their urethra. So it's sensitive. Because uh, like guys, I guess, like want to play with the hole. Which is like, it's just a urethra. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, as a woman, I'm like, don't fucking play with my urethra. <laughs> like, um, okay. Okay, I am going to get into the more wild stuff in a minute. But first, I wanted to read you a bedtime story about what they call the world's most famous Nullo, who is named Mao Sujiam. And um, he had his genitals surgically removed, cooked, and served to paying guests at a public banquet. Um, here we go. Should I put, I should put some lullaby music before I, I read this. Da, na, na. Okay. <clears throat> the Tokyo Illustrator 30 said the cannibalistic dinner hosted in 2012 was designed to raise awareness about sexual minorities, ex-gender, and asexual people. This is, by the way, from the UK Sun. Um, before turning 22, Sujiyama underwent elective genital removal surgery. He severed his penis, testicles, and scrotal skin, uh, and they were divided up and garnished with button mushrooms and Italian parsley. And I will say this is not the first article that I've read about a nullo dick cutting banquet dinner where they serve button mushrooms. Like why, why is it always button mushrooms? I'll tell you this. I briefly dated a guy with a micro penis and it looked like a button mushroom. Okay. Back to the article. After receiving the genital removal surgery, he sent a tweet out in 2012 saying, please retweet. I am offering my male genitals, full penis, testes, and scrotum as a meal for 100,000 yen. And I don't like that he cut it off and then tried to find people for the dinner. Like, line the dinner up in advance so they can eat fresh dick. Right? Sujiyama, what are we doing? Okay. The organs were surgically removed at age 22. Uh, he says, I was tested to be free of venereal diseases. The organs were of normal function. I was not receiving female hormone treatment. First interested buyer will get them. Or I will also consider selling to a group. We'll prepare and cook as the buyer requests at his chosen location. If you have questions, please contact me by DM or email. Two months later. So this fucking dick has been on ice for two months. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to pay 100,000 yen. I don't know what that converts to, but I want some farm-to-table dick. I'm not trying to get some shit that's been frozen. If I wanted that, I'd eat seafood in Arizona. You know what I mean? If I wanted some shit that's been dead for months, I'm paying 100,000 yen. Give me some fresh dick. Anyways, this guy needed an event planner is what I'm saying. Okay. Two months later, he held a banquet complete with musical entertainment, a panel, and lastly, the main course, which was served with a button mushroom garnish. Quit saying button mushroom, okay? I can't. After the amount of attention, attention the announcement garnered, Sujiyama turned the event into a public banquet, calling it Ham Sibele, uh, which means century banquet. So it's like the banquet of the century. It's just your fucking dick that's been dead for two months. All right. 
Around 70 people showed up for the banquet held at an event space in Tokyo. How big was this dude's hog that it can fill se- it can feed 70 people? Five diners, okay, only five people ate it. Five diners paid 190 pounds a plate for the special meal. I think that is like about $400. While other attendees ate beef and crocodile meat. I think, and I say this as someone who doesn't eat meat, I think I would go with the crocodile? I think I'd choose the crocodile. Uh, Suji Yama said that prior to, actually I wouldn't because it probably was cooked on the same equipment as the dick and like I, it's just not kosher, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't know, whatever. Okay. Uh, Suji Yama said that prior to the strange event, he went on a one month sex binge before the surgery to make sure he wouldn't regret it. Like, oh, I'm going to fuck all I'm going to fuck for the rest of my life and then I can like cut my dick off. And I know he can fuck afterwards. He can bottom, whatever. But it's like me when I'm like, when I had my eating disorder and I would like binge eat and I'd be like, I'm going to eat every junk food I ever want to eat today. And then I'm done forever. I'm never eating this shit again. And so I would eat like pizza and cookies and waffles and nachos and I would eat it all in one day and go I'm gonna get it all out of my system and then I'm never gonna want it again and that's not how it works because like the more you eat something the more you want to eat it because you're training yourself to eat it and that's like sex like the more you have sex the more you want to have sex because you're like this feels good this is enjoyable this distracts me from the pain of my own existence um so yeah I can't the idea that it's like oh yeah no I fucked a lot for a month and then I was like get this hog off of me um okay let's see he made the guests sign a waiver stating that he wasn't responsible if they got sick from his meal before tucking into dinner guests sat down to listen to a piano recital and take part in a panel discussion Unfortunately for the diners, the meal was underwhelming, with some describing the penis as having a rubbery texture and a bland taste. Yeah, that's exactly what I would expect out of a dick, let alone a two-month-old dick. The five diners that night included a curious couple, a male manga artist, a 22-year-old woman, and an event planner. The Japan Daily Press reports that if convicted of indecent exposure, Sujiyama could face up to two years in jail and a fine of roughly $32,000. Why is the currency not standardized in this article? They go from yen to pounds to American dollars. Get it together, the Sun UK. I can't. Okay. Um, And then people who organized the event also faced charges. So he had event organizers who clearly didn't do this right. Um, he was charged with indecent exposure two months after the headline grabbing meal. Um, uh, and then it goes into this guy from Washington, D.C., who is an IT worker who, uh, at, so he's 23. He says that he was inspired at age 15 to remove his sex organs by pictures of other castrated men. He severed his testicles with a sharp ceramic blade uh, in a DIY, and I read an article about this guy. His name's Trent Gates, and basically, he like iced his balls, cut them off in a hotel room. I don't know, probably because he lives with his parents, and um, 
went to the OR, had it stitched up after he cut his balls off, went home, back to the hotel room and then caught off, iced and cut off his dick and then went back 16 hours later. And um, it was actually the same surgeon who stitched him up from that DIY procedure. And he was like, yeah, it's funny. It was the same surgeon. And um, OR doctors work like 18 hour shifts. Interesting fact, because I asked a friend while she was doing her residency and working these like 20 hour long shifts. Um, I was like, wow, don't they worry about med errors when you've been awake and going that long? And she said that they have actually done studies that most medical errors, like in emergency room settings, um, maybe it was all hospital settings. She said most of them occur because of shift change, because um, they weren't things weren't communicated to the doctor taking over properly um, or the doctor wasn't fully abreast of the situation so that actually if they do eight-hour shift changes, there there's more likely to be med errors with each change and that if doctors work these like crazy, like I've heard of 24-hour ER shifts, that they're actually, it actually reduces errors. So it's interesting because it turns out it's the communication, which if anyone hasn't heard, uh, I think it's on Malcolm Gladwell's, what is that podcast called? I cannot remember. Is it revisionist history? It might be. He has one about communication errors and how, uh, like a lot, he goes over like crashed planes and stuff and how it's actually people not communicating properly or being afraid to assert themselves that causes things. And he talks about the Challenger explosion and how these people like knew that it wasn't going to work and there was an issue with the gaskets and they like tried to communicate to the higher ups at NASA like, hey, this is a problem. And they were brushed aside. And then because of the professional atmosphere, they weren't able to get aggressive enough to be like, no, this thing's going to blow up. And um, simply because of the failure to like assertively communicate within a company, uh, a bunch of people died in an exploding, exploding rocket ship. It's interesting. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell is cool. So anyways, yeah, this dude got his shit stitched up, but he still has an active sex life with his boyfriend. Um... And he still ejaculates clear fluid produced by the prostate during sex with his lover. Uh, He claims his parents and boyfriend have accepted his body transformation. He did reveal that his mother, this is Trent, by the way, this is the Washington, D.C. guy. Uh, He did reveal that his mother had thrown out his frozen penis, which was being kept in the freezer, but refused to reveal why. So he does live with his parents which is why he went to a hotel to cut off his dick. And then he goes back home to his parents and puts his dick in the freezer and then is like, oh, mom, why'd you throw out my dick? I was going to eat that. (laughs) Uh, The proud Nullo said he had no regrets despite suffering from occasional urinary tract infections. There it is again. Insisting I feel happier. I feel more me. I feel, I guess, in a sense, freer. Uh, after he like cut off his cock and balls, he had to, uh, go through vigorous psychiatric evaluations. Uh, and he claims the psychiatric staff deemed him mentally fit saying, yeah, yeah, he's good. He's sane miraculously, but this is him telling us what the psychiatric staff said. It's not us reading his records. So we don't fully know. 
Um, okay. Let's talk about this guy named Gelding from the 2014 Gawker article, which I guess a lot of nullos have a problem with because he was like the first, like there were web boards. This was a thing. It was underground and Gelding was like the first guy to go, uh, on a mainstream media outlet and talk about it, which if you don't remember Gawker, because you are very young, Gawker was like, everyone read Gawker and everyone like their, their subsidiary companies like Gawker media was huge. And then they collapsed. But at the time it was like, yeah, Gawker was a legit big organization. Hold on. I got to take a sip of my Zevia zero calorie soda. I'm drinking Dr. Zevia, which is Zach's flavor of choice. And therefore what I drink because he buys it. And then I drink it because I'm awesome like that. Okay, mouth sounds on a microphone. Nobody likes it, except for the people who fetishize it. Okay, this is what Gelding says. Quote, Guys who are aroused by my situation are very aroused. I've got some guys who are pursuing me a lot, and they just like this idea because there's nothing to be in the way. Face-to-face fucking is very pleasurable, and when they're doing that, I actually wet my stomachs. Oh, God. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Face-to-face fucking is very pleasurable, and when they're doing that, I actually wet their stomachs with my fluids. And this one guy, he likes to go down on me. He's a bi guy, and he said he does this with his girlfriend. So he goes down there and starts licking me. And he just loves that idea. He loves the idea that I have a hairy chest. And what is to him a very tiny vagina that he can't fuck, but he can lick, and he can enjoy being the male role. I've even got a straight guy here in town who likes to fuck me because I don't have any male genitals and he doesn't feel threatened by that. So these dudes are like, (sighs) these dudes are like, they're somewhere on the spectrum other than like firmly straight, right? But like, if the person, if the male they were fucking had a dick, they'd be like, oh, that's so queer. Ooh. But like this guy had his dick removed so they can still pretend that they're heterosexual when they fuck this dude. And that's like a whole thing that is like, it, like that's wrong, right? You know what I mean? Like the, the guys who are like, well, they used to call them tranny fuckers or tranny chasers and now you can't say tranny. But like they like T-girls but they don't want to see the dick. So like it's they the the girls, the T girls would have to like, you know, hide the dick and just like bend over and get fucked in an alleyway because if the guy saw their dick, it'd be like, "Oh, now I'm gay." Oh, cuz you have a dick, but if I pretend you don't, I'm not gay. Um and it doesn't seem right to want to fuck someone, but like avoid part of their physicality and again this is me being a hippie but like when I make love to someone I just use the term make love but when I have sex like I want all of the person you know what I mean I and it's also me being a woman that it's like it's about who they are like how we connect I want to like touch their whole body I want to kiss their whole body I want to touch you know what I mean like I want to like touch their hands and stroke their arms and like like it's you know when you like 
as Miley Cyrus says in one of her songs on Miley Cyrus and the Dead Pets, where she's like, and your teeth, why the fuck do I want to lick the back of your teeth? But I do. And it's one of those things where it's like when you want someone so badly, you want to it's all of them. It's all of them. Like, I don't have a foot fetish, but, like, if I'm into somebody, I'm like, dude, I want to, like, watch a movie and rub your feet. Like, I just want to touch you because it's about all of you. You know what I mean? Except for eating your ass. I'm not going to eat your ass. It's just not my thing. It's not my thing. Um, I don't need to explain myself to you people. I don't eat ass, Okay. <laughs> It's not my thing. Uh, But yeah, so the idea of being like, oh, I want to have sex with this person, but I don't want to be aware of their full physical form. It seems rude (laughs) because you're being like you're being dismissive of who they are as a totality. And like for me, again, I'm a woman and I'm a hippie. So like for me, it's about full respect and consent and all that stuff. So it's like, if I, if I have sex with someone, like I want to have full mutual respect and like, it just seems like you're objectifying someone when you're like, I only want this part of you. Like I want to fuck your hole. <laughs> Definitely want to fuck your hole. I I want to pretend you don't have an Adam's apple. I'm going to pretend you don't have a dick. Like, what? You shouldn't have to pretend I don't have anything. You know what I mean? Um, And it seems very dismissive. But I know that, like, men, their sexuality can be more like that. Because, like, men can just want, like, a wet hole to put it in. And it's not about, like, who the woman is. You know, it's not about respecting her career or respecting her as a mother or as an independent woman or whatever it is as a beautiful and incredibly buff podcaster. Um, It's about, oh, this is a wet hole for me to put my ding dong in. But like if you're so queer avoidant, why even fuck with a dude? You know what I mean? And it's because these guys like want to fuck with a dude, but they want these like qualifiers that can go, oh, but I'm not gay. He had his nuts cut off. I'm not a faggot. <laughs> oh, sorry. I am so burpy. I can't. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just the idea of being like, yeah, I want to fuck a dude, but it'd be threatening if he had a dick. So I'm going to fuck someone who, like, doesn't had their dick cut off. Or I want to go down on a dude, but, like, sucking dick is gay. So I'm going to lick the urethral hole of this nullo. Unusual unusual. Um, What they call people who perform this procedure on the black market is cutters. And apparently the market for cut, like there aren't as many cutters as they used to be because there were high profile cases where people got caught and it was criminalized. And now like some cutters will operate, but it has to be like a friend of a friend, like tight referral. Like they're not just like doing any Tom, Dick and Harry. Um, Okay. So this guy gelding, Here's another beautiful quote from Gelding. And so this is why people don't like Gelding because like the mainstream public didn't know about Nullos until Gelding did this Gawker article. And then this was like the uh, mainstream's like first exposure to this concept. And like this guy really focused on the cannibalistic aspect. And then other Nullos are like, we're not all like that. But Gelding sure is Gelding and Gelding's the one who's like, oh yeah, I'm totally normal. I just hated my big hog, but I'm a sane, normal person. And then he segues into stories like this. 
I went into a cutter's place and he was having an event where he cut a number of guys and I was assisting him there. And what I did is I cooked them up in some butter and some mushrooms, quite good with a nice red Merlot wine. And um, yeah, so it's like, oh, I'm saying this is just a medical procedure. I had nerve damage in my willy. I needed it cut off. So anyways, I was cutting up all these dude dicks with mushrooms. Um, let's see. Uh, a 2014 study concluded that only 30% of nullos reveal their castration to their families and only 11% to their friends. And honestly, like if my kid did this, I would rather they tell their friends than me. I mean, I guess it's your kid. You want to know their life. But I'd be like, why are you more likely to tell me than your friends? Don't you have friends to talk to about this? I'm very upset. Get your dick out of my fucking freezer. Um, let's see. The same study concluded that less than a third of castrated men identify as male after castration. And most identify as gender neutral or agender. Um, and a few will eventually identi self-identify as female. So, okay. So yeah, most men who, who remove their penises don't identify as male anymore. So nullos are like this weird sweet spot where they're like, yeah, no, I'm still a dude. Like most of the, most of the articles, it was like guys who were like, yeah, I'm a cisgender dude. I just don't have a dick. Um, but then some were like, yeah, I just wanted to be gender neutral. Like I just wanted to be gender, which like, again, I get, I was very uncomfortable with my feet, my hips and my tits. And I wanted to remain, it's almost like I wanted to remain childlike. Like I didn't want to grow up. You know what I mean? Like you grow up, you go through puberty, you become a, a more extreme version of your assigned sex. And I wasn't ready for that. I wanted this kid body because kids have very like gender neutral bodies. And it was like this horrifying thing to like explode into this female form and I was uncomfortable with it. And so I tried to starve myself into a gender neutral form that could not be sexually objectified or assaulted, right? In my perception, in my fucking brain. But guess what? The problem was in my brain um, because I think that you need to make peace with your body because it is the house that you live in. And like you can remodel your house and redecorate your house. And I think that is wonderful because I'm, I'm an artist. I'm all about aesthetics and beautifying uh, faces and places. However, you can't really knock down a wall. Like you can't you can't fully change the the form of your house. Like, you know what I mean? The foundation is the foundation. Uh, if you have enough money, you can knock down a wall or move this or that. You know what I mean? And that's just like, if you have enough money, you can change some shit about your body. But the foundation is inherently the same. Okay. Basically, for the nullification surgery, they remove the testicles, the scrotum, and the penis, and they essentially just sew the skin up into a very tight vertical line, which kind of fades away. If the surgeon's great, there's no scar at the end of it, and they relocate the urethra down to kind of between your legs. And now this guy, who I read an article or an interview with him on Query, he says... Oh, I have to burp again. My God, you poor people. And then I wonder why I'm not successful like Joe Rogan. It's like, bitch, you're not famous and all you do is burp on mic. Okay, so this guy from the Queer Queerty article says, so basically I piss like a woman does and in terms of orgasm, I'm still on testosterone so I still have a male sex drive. I still have orgasmic response. I can get off through getting fucked or riding a guy through prostate stimulation. 
Or within my crotch, if you push under the skin, there's still all the nerves that were severed from where my dick used to be, and they actually, over the course of several months, regrow throughout that whole area, which sounds like how women's genitals work. Because allegedly we have like twice as many nerve endings in our clit as there is in an entire penis, and like the nerves kind of like just surround everything, and it is really fun for us. Um, it feels good. <laughs> so yeah, so this guy, um, and they, then they all talk about how they get wet because like versus like a normal ejaculation through a penis where like the seminal fluid comes into the base of the dick and then it gets like pushed out all in one thing because these guys don't have the dick to like, it like kind of floods out, which reminds me of like when like, you know, when I get wet, when I think about your dad. <laughs> And I need to change my underpants. Um, mm, so that is Nalo uh, or smoothies. I honestly, I feel like I maybe have said some things that are going to get me labeled as a turf or get me canceled. Uh, but um, yeah, you didn't you didn't spend a whole week reading our interviews with these people or looking at pictures of their genitals. And it was not for me. It was not my bag. So happy hump day, everyone. And uh, I'm going to go take a shower and I'm going to wash this episode right out of my hair. Bye. <laughs>